Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. It has been a drama-filled first hour, Mark Bickley, as we sit here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Thanks to Tire Power. Get your free five-minute safety check. We had issues with the car park this morning. For people just yeah. tuning in, just give us a brief synopsis, please. Well, there's a big, uh, what would you call it, a sewage truck parked across the entrance. It's literally a dump truck. A d- dump truck yeah. past the, parked across the entrance. And you and I sort of patiently waited for about 20 minutes, and then it was quite uh, clear that he wasn't moving. The guy had a bad morning, and he had no interest in conversing with us. I offered him a signed bit of memorabilia from you. He yeah. declined it. Don't sort of put too much on top of this. Mm-hmm. But in the end, we, you and I had to park, find a park in the street. Got up here a minute before the show started, yeah. and then I've just gone down and moved both, You're a hero. both the cars. Yeah. yeah, it's been a really challenging morning. So if you're going through a challenging morning, because prior to that, uh, my dog vomited everywhere at home. So mm. um, it was very disappointing. Just a sports update before we talk some more footy. So it's full-time at Brentford over in the UK. Mark Bickley, the Socceroos win 2-0 against New Zealand. So mixed results after going down 1-0 to England What's, at Wembley. Um, New Zealand's soccer team? Are they the all-whites? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, also, the goal scorer for the Socceroos was Jackson Irvine, who mm. scored the most recent one. But the first goal was interesting. I just watched the highlights then. Mitchell Duke has gone to kick the goal, basically on the goal line, and he celebrated without realising the ball has ricocheted off Harry Suter's chest and gone in. So the goal officially has gone to Harry Suter oh after some acrobatics from uh, Mitchell Duke. So Mitchell Duke scored at the World Cup in November last year. So good to see him in good form. And Harry Suter is uh, going to be playing for Australia for a very, very He's long a time. Big man, isn't he? Very big defender and... He kept us in the World Cup in November too. So congratulations to the Socceroos. We'll speak more football a little bit later on when we are joined by Adelaide United captain Ryan Kiddo. Let's get into trade though, Mark Bickley. Uh, About 12 hours until we wrap up the trade period for 2023. We thought we'd have a look at both clubs and where they sit at the moment. So where do you want to start? I just want to start. We talked about just before the the break uh, about if Port Adelaide March... Asaba Radigalia to the national draft yep. and try and pick him up with the pick they wanted to use, which was 25. But I just said it leaves the door ajar for other clubs because they might be able to go to the sales pitch. Now, we've got a text message come in and say, please, Bix, what drivel? Don't you think these clubs have already made their sales pitch? The guy has made up his mind. Yeah, he made up his mind to go to Port Adelaide, expecting Port Adelaide to be able to get the deal done, expecting Geelong to be able to be civil, but it appears that Geelong are standing their digs, Port are standing their digs, so that definitely leaves the door ajar. Now, if if Port can't get it done in the trade and you go to the national draft, clubs are well within their rights to say, well, we've got a pick before Port Adelaide, we may well use it, if they can convince Asava and his management that there's a future there for him, and it might be in Melbourne or uh, at a different club than, than what he first thought, because Port weren't able to negotiate with Geelong. We'll get back to Port Adelaide in a moment. Let's start with Adelaide, though, because they're basically done when it comes to trading. They've got their draft picks ready to go. The only things they can do now are move a few players around on their list, whether 
uh, elevated rookies will go back onto the rookie list moving into season 2024 and what happens with a few um, uncontracted players. The big name that was spoken about this week was Harrison Petty. We saw Josh Money last night from Nine have a chat to him. That's sort of my decision and um, the club's decision, but yeah, the decision's kind of been made now by um, Melbourne, which I'm totally fine with. I'm uh, happy I'm on an on a AFL list still, so yeah. Did that sit okay with you, Melbourne's decision? Did you ever try and push it anymore? Uh, I suppose at some stage I'd be open to a move back. Yeah, it is It is tough at times, but um, my family are lucky enough. They can they can come over and uh, see me a bit there. So, yeah, it is, it is tough at times. So. What do you read from that? Because from his response then, it comes across like he was pretty keen to get here Absolutely. and Melbourne said, no, mate. Absolutely. They just said, you've got two years to go. Yep. You are too important to us. In actual fact, like they, they lost to Collingwood, mentioned this yesterday, 20 more inside 50, seven more scoring shots, lose by under a kick. Harrison Petty sitting on the sideline with a foot injury, I think it was. He's playing and it could be a very different scenario. So they see him as maybe the person who, who is critical for them to win a final. They've, they've shown in the home and away season, they've made the top four the last two years, gone out in, in actual fact, two years ago, they made the top two. Mm. Gone out in straight sets in both those years. They've had some injury sort of unluckiness this year. Melksham and, and Petty, both unavailable, both forwards. They just did, had a, a dearth of good forwards, unfortunately. So I think they will try and set him up as uh, Jacob Van Royen and, and Harrison Petty as the one-two combination going forward. We know Petty's played a lot down back in their premiership. So so they're trying to rejig their forward setup. Chuck Shane McAdam in there. So they're saying, we are in the window. You are a huge part of that. You're not going anywhere. And then they've got, right now, they've got, he's got two years of a contract. They've got two years to change his mind and say, no, no, no. We want you to be a one-club player. We want you to play for Melbourne for the rest of your career. So this is what um, list manager Justin Reid had to say about Harrison Petty. I think, look, respectfully, you know, Harry's a, a contracted player, but obviously certainly aware of his strong desire to get home and, and we'll want to at some stage, but as again, he's a he's a contracted player, and you know any South Australian or player that's keen to get home, we'll we'll certainly look at those opportunities. But um, again, as Lammy said yesterday, uh, 100% he'll be at the Melbourne Footy Club next year. Not to say things won't change in the next 24 hours, boys, but highly unlikely. Okay, so that one's done. Before I get your take on where the Crows are at with their list and whether you think it was a successful trade period for them, let's hear Justin Reid talk about Elliot Himmelberg. No, I'm more inclined for Elliot to stay put. So um, I know he's at the club today uh, doing a bit of his rehab on the back of his uh, hamstring surgery. So um, Elliot's contracted for next year. So look forward to what he can produce into the future. Okay. So what, uh, the 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 line which consistently is used on trade radios, yep, they're contracted for next year, but that also yep. means nothing. So there were conversations about Elliot Himmelberg. We had a text coming in from Daniel saying, would you trade pick 10 and Himmelberg for pick 7? He's likely playing Sandful in 2024 anyway. Yeah, the, the whole thing about Elliot Himmelberg, what he has to get his head around is he's a break glass in case of emergency. So... At the moment, they've got Riley O'Brien as their ruckman. They've got a little bit of Riley Thilthorpe as the backup. If something were to happen and Riley O'Brien got a long-term injury, touch wood, Kieran Strawn becomes the you know the first-choice ruckman and Thilthorpe stays as the backup slash forward. 
But if something were to happen to Himmelberg, sorry, to uh, to Strawn as it did last year, he broke his scaphoid uh, and Riley O'Brien, then Elliot Himmelberg becomes your at two hundred centimeters. He's your next. He's your next ruckman on your list. Most lists have say four to five ruckmen. Adelaide have really two recognised ruckmen, and they've got a young sort of you know in Riley Thilthorpe, a young ruck slash forward type player. So I think he's their backup ruck option so unless they were able to secure someone else in the draft you know at the back end who's either a young up-and-coming ruckman or a two or third in line second or third in line at another club i think elliot himmelberg's staying that said if the whole getting down the order what what adelaide have to do and what every club does is they've got their eye on a player and if that player is uh, going to go at pick eight or nine and Adelaide have got pick 10 and they know that the clubs before them are really keen on that same player. Then that they know they have to get to a certain number. So that might be seven. Uh, they know they have to get to that number to get the player they want. So then it's about how much do they want that player. Then what you've got to find is you've got to find someone inside, you know, whoever's got pick seven, you've got to get them, you've got to convince them that it's in their best interest to trade that pick when they've probably got their eye on someone, you know, really high up the draft as well. So when we look at some of the players inside the uh, the top 10, as I go to my screen, um, we're looking at, so the Adelaide of 10, you've got Essendon at nine. I don't think Essendon are giving up their picks. They need mm-hmm. good quality talent. You've got Geelong at eight. You've got GWS at seven. So maybe... GWS, you know, they've got a lot of high-end talent already. Maybe they would consider it. Then you've got Melbourne at six, Western Bulldogs at five. Once again, for every seller, you've got to have a buyer. So if you want to trade down, you've got to find someone who's willing to give up that pick. Okay, so before we talk about Port Adelaide, the Crows have said farewell to Tom Duday. Shane McAdam, the deal got done yesterday, so that's done. Um, there's a handful of players that they've said goodbye to this season um, that aren't including the the delisting. So Paul Seedsman has left the club this year. Um, McPherson. Andrew McPherson. Jackson Hayley. Fisher Mackesy at the start of the season. So some players coming in, there's what one. At this point, it's Burgess that's come mm. in mm. and some draft picks. So if they're building to be successful next year to make their way into the eight and optimistic fans say potentially the top four, as a Crows person, do you look at the trade period and go, yep, happy with that? Oh, look, I, it's What they've done is they've massively improved their draft hand in terms of the three picks inside 20 is massive. So you're going to bring three high-quality people into your organisation. The thing about that, that I looked, and I've made this point a number of times, just look at the players outside of the top 10 in the Crows' best and fairest, and it's Fogarty, Rochelle, Saligo, um, Pedler. There's, there's where your improvement is going to come. And then you're hoping that Worrell, Gallant, those players that have been on the list now for you know, three, four years, like you saw with Mitch Hinge. Mitch Hinge had a, come out, a breakout year this year. But, you know, he's been around the AFL system for probably six years, you know, three years at Brisbane, a couple of years at Adelaide. So, you know, he now, he, he has a year now where his body's right, he knows the caper, he's, he's mature, and he finishes top four in the best and fairest. So that's what you're hoping for. You're, you're hoping that, you know, do we expect Taylor Walker to kick 75 goals and be All-Australian next year? I'm probably not sure if he can replicate that. But what I want to see is Darcy Fogarty kick 50 goals. I want to see Riley Philthorpe 
uh, kick 40 goals and, you know, and spend a little bit more time in the ruck and start to sort of impact games more. So the profile of Adelaide's list is such that now they've got a lot of players who have played from 20 to 50 games. They've just got to keep investing in them. But they've started to, go to, to meaningfully invest in Luke Pedler in the midfield. They have to play him in the midfield to give them something else. You can't just play Sloan, Laird, Dawson and, and Matt Crouch in the midfield again next year. You've got to bring those young players on. Zach Taylor is another one who, who is a, a, a player who showed enormous talent, had a, a Liz Frank injury last year, which is a foot injury. But he's got enormous talent. I'd hope that he'd make his debut and play some midfield minutes for Adelaide. Okay, so just we I want to finish on Adelaide, and you can let us know your thoughts as well, Crows fans. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. I felt from an outsider's point of view that last year was good for Adelaide in the off season, um, even the year before that. So the the past couple of seasons they've brought in players that have had impact straight away. Mm-hmm. So yep. Dawson. Rankin, that that for me showed a trajectory of bringing in players that are going to have impact straight away and help bring the Crows success. Mm-hmm. Burgess is probably going to be a squad player and yep. he'll get an opportunity next year, but he's not a walk-up start for round one next year. The Crows feel like they're ready to have an impact on the league. In three years' time, when these draftees that they get in a few weeks, they're not going to have an impact in the, the next 12 months. So it seems like yeah, the Crows I, aren't sure whether they're going next year or in three or four years. No, look, I disagree. I, I think there's players that can come in instantly. Max Michelani, pick mm-hmm. 16 last year, played just about every game, bar a couple. Uh, but then you've got the preseason draft where the last couple of years, you know, Nick Murray's come through the preseason draft. Mark Keane last year came through the preseason draft. So there'll be some train-on players, I suspect, at Adelaide who they'll try and supplement their list. But... What they've done, remember they, they literally bottomed out. They finished bottom in 2020. So they've had three years of building and investing in their group. And so they, they topped up through uh, Isaac Rankin and Jordan Dawson with that sort of 23 to 25-year-old player. And they've invested games in all those other players that we talked about. Chase Jones is another one who finished top 10 in the best and fairest for the first time this year. So they, they've got a whole heap of players that they've they've – deliberately spent time playing together. So they're starting to get some cohesion and they're starting to get some um, some stability around who their best 22 is. They're just going to keep playing them. All right. Um, it is 18 minutes past seven. Uh, Crows fans, what do you think for Port Adelaide? Could be a very big day today with four potential players making their way to Alberton. A couple potentially leaving as well. We'll talk about them next.